Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, As part of my management training with the subsidiary in Tabards, I'm doing commercial exploitation. Well, I do work in the village shop for a 95 for a packet of obnobs. Anyway, Dumpty Dum, the documentary they make about me, is looking for a nice new sponsor. 35,000 listeners around the world, heritage English brand and as many tabards as you can eat. If you're interested, you can direct message Dumpty Dum on the Twitters. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Sarah Passingham and WizKids, who aim to transform the lives of disabled children by providing the vital equipment, support and life skills they need to reach their full potential. Go to www.wizkids.org.uk to donate today. Oh, we're in trouble, by the way. Are we? Why? Yeah, with my mum. Oh, that's all right. She said... <laughs> She said, I she you said meant real trouble. She said last week mm-hmm. we were very sweary and I sounded cross all the time. Yeah, I was a little bit sweary, but it was and and tell you mum I said it was it was nervous tension because we were fe- we were genuinely fed up last week, you know, everything just felt blooming mm. awful last week, didn't it? It did. It did. Mm. Sorry Mrs. Freeman. <laughs> Well, she'll be asleep by now, so she won't even have heard that bit. But anyway. <laughs> nah, well, oh, I'm recording, so I'm going to cut that into the show. <laughs> this is Dum De Dum, the show about the reality lucky drama that centered an average in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the healthy source structure that is Royfield Brown. And with me, I have the windswept mess that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of our herbal lay, folks, is you. Now, this week's Dum De Dum, yet again. You lazy buggers, it's come from our vaults. Because we, <laughs> we haven't had a... Luce, when's the last time we had a fresh new dum-de-dum? Can you even remember? Well, the last one was from 1990, but we did get that off the Twitters, didn't we? Mm. But I think the last person who sent one through was our Vicky Cole. It was the one, it was, was yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, Yeah. Vicky Cole. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So we've got this, you know what? You know, I've been talking about our clusters, Lucy, Mm -hmm. on our our tractor map. And it's nice to see that people are still pinning themselves to our map. We've We've got a cluster in Houston... In Texas, and we've got a cluster in Tampa, Tampa Bay, Florida. Ah. Now, I think, right, um, if you're one of our aforementioned clusters, I'm pointing a finger at you and saying, just ring in, 
and just sing or hum a dum-de-dum, please, for next week. Yeah. Not just like sometime never for next week. Yeah. Thank you very much, please. Right, moving swiftly on. So we've mentioned dum-de-dums, tractor. We've done dum-de-dum theme music. Right. Oh, yeah, Lucy. Mm-hmm. If somebody would like to send us a dum-de-dum, how can they do that? Uh, if you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or get advice from WikiHow on how to get bits of lower intestine off the walls of your rental property, <laughs> then ring us on 02030313105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and to Derek for the loan of the back bedroom. Uh, Derek is very excited today about the appointment of Mr. Paul Nutter as the new leader of uh, UKIP. Um, Derek is, as you know, the UKIP candidate for Ambridge and uh, put a suggestions box on the green for what his new slogan could be uh, based on Mr. Nutters, which is putting the great back into Britain. Um, He was a little bit disappointed by the responses as various people uh, wrote things like putting the boar back into Borsetshire, putting the ass into Hassett Hills. Um, But luckily he stopped before he got to the suggestions about the country park. Yay, stop it. <laughs> On this week's Dum De Dum Tastic episode, we have calls from Yokel Bear, who's bored, Christine, who's still globe trotting. Oh, you know what? I'm so glad that she called in. I know. I'm, I'll tell you what, I'm keeping my tabs on her and her hubby. I know, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's just amazing. Absolutely fab. I feel like starting a new podcast, just like Christine and her <laughs> travels. And with a spoon, who's confused? But first. It's Juicy Lucy Freeman's Week in Ambridge. We started the week with the cows being in a funny mood. They keep kicking their clusters off. Toby interpreted this as the cows being pre-menstrual. Of course, if anyone needs a good kick in the clusters, it's Toby. As currently he seems to be using Pip as a sort of a cash machine with a fanny. Um, It was Brian... You're right. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just thinking of all those times and when, when people talk about fanny bags in in America and I'm like, what? You have to check yourself. And you go, oh, <laughs> you mean a bum bag. <laughs> um, it was Brian's birthday. I don't know how old he was, as old as a man needs to be to carry off a cravat. The next step from a cravat is a bow tie. And then you have to be put down for the good of the wider world. Pat and Helen had a jolly afternoon by the fire going over Rob's psychiatric report. Giddy Jack should be exposed to him less, apparently. I'm sure Rob will take that very well. He's bound to. Yes. Well, that's what you get when you get sent by a judge to see a lesbian pinko frigid blue stocking spouting half-baked mumbo jumbo, especially when you go into it with the sort of positive attitude Rob did. Uh, Brian is pulling the plug on the herbal lays and the mob grazing. Mm. Adam seems to have gone slightly potty and he's seeing himself as single-handedly saving British soil one worm at a time. He stood and shouted at Brian outside home farm while Jenny Darling tried to button up her Jaeger. They managed to shake him off eventually and back the ranger over out, but he ran alongside, tapping on their window, shouting, Think of the worms! Will no one think of the worms? He then stood outside <laughs> in the rain for several hours, waiting for them to come, come back. They managed to sneak in through the back door, but he climbed in through the cat flap and popped up under their duvet, screaming about soil structures before Brian brained him with a hot water bottle. It was the Grundiversary. Clary gave Eddie some beautiful jade vintage cufflinks. Vintage in this case means came off a dead person. And Eddie gave Clary a <laughs> shell. He said, if you hold it to your ear, it'll give you a clue about where we're going. 
Clary held it up to her ear and heard a lot of hot air that whispered, to hell in a handcart, Clary love. They went to <laughs> Barmouth. I've been there. It's permanently blowing a gale. It's bloody freezing and it whiffs of mackerel. They loved it. Then she sat in the shed while Joe pretended to be a waiter once he burned his nose on his sleeve and tucked his pyjamas into his undercrackers. Lillian is already trying to duck out of rehearsals. For goodness sake, could they not come up with some original problems with the village show? I don't know. Someone comes down with Ebola and infects the entire cast. The village hall roof falls in on Robert and Neil. Or how about it just happens eventfully? I mean, sorry. It just happens uneventfully. No big deal. <laughs> and we don't have to hear about it. After all, we managed to not hear about the party of the century when Fat Paul put his boot through a wall and an entire reconciliation scene between an imprisoned woman and her estranged best friend. But that's fine because apparently we've got loads of time to listen to a load of ruddy doggerel, offstage whispering and nonsense about Robert building a fully functioning cruise ship out of three bits of 4B2 and a wind chime. Tom and Krusty are both in the bloody play, which means they'll be snoggerel as well as doggerel. I still don't understand the story of Mother Goose, despite Shambridge's attempts to convince me there is one. So I think Tom will be playing a commitment phobic man child with daddy issues and Krusty will take on the challenging role of a disaffected lesbian. Meanwhile, the Carters are still on for a photo finish. Susan has opted for a buttercup yellow dress with a deep neckline. So with the fake tan, her bazongas will look like two satsumas trapped in a banana skin. <laughs> Neil refused a manicure, but actually it was Shanice, the manicurist, that refused to do it as she reckoned it would take a couple of hours to dig down through the pig shit until she got to the Cretaceous Slayer and find the blackened stumps that Neil laughingly <laughs> refers to as nails. <laughs> Alan is so far out of his depth trying to counsel Rob, a Royal Navy submarine couldn't find him. He is trying to use Christian counselling techniques on a man who is the spawn of Satan and it is simply not going to work. Usha is having Blossom Hill deep cleaned. Tichinob left it in a right mess, custard up the walls, blackened toad in the hole smeared over the light fittings. <laughs> Alistair went out to Brookfield and told David it was good to catch mastitis early. Really? I'd have thought it'd be ideal not to catch mastitis at all. But then I'm not a cow most of the time. <laughs> While he was there, he managed to drop Toby right in the cart by telling David about Toby's hooch operation. David went all heavy father, threatened to show the, throw the orphans out into the snow. This will inevitably mean Pip is married to Toby by Christmas. Toby's only defence for what he was doing was, well, I haven't managed to sell any yet. So not only is a crook, he's a shambles of a crook. <laughs> Toby is going to surprise you one day, Dad, said Pip. Yes, you will wake up one morning and find Brookfield on fire with Toby dressed as a gigantic goose standing on top of the smoking ruins, bottle of dead dog gin in his hand, announcing that he's joined Adam's crusade and is going to live in an underground commune with him where they'll live as worms. Good luck to them. The way 2016 is going, that would not even be surprising. The end. Oh, I enjoyed that this week. Good. Well done, Freeman. Thank you very much, Royfield. Um, you know, you talked about a shambles. Yes. It reminded me of the group Baby Shambles. Do you remember Beat Tockerty? Oh, yes. Mm. He was a bit... He was all over the place, wasn't he? He was. Is he dead yet? No, he's not, is he? No, he's not dead. It's amazing how many people have died and he's still alive. <laughs> true. Very true. But that wasn't where I was wanting to go with this. Uh um, in the spirit of sameless self-promotion, um, I just wanted to tell um, good listeners of Dumpty Dum that I'm, that I'm doing a little bit of a podcast, not not a big podcast, just a little one where I talk to nice people for 15 minutes called Friday 15. And on it, Emily Baker, who's somewhat of a fan of Dumpty Dum, 
she's a she's a uh, songstress, don't you know, Lucy? Uh, she lives oh. down in Brighton, and she did her first big gig with 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 him from Baby Shambles. Oh, really? She went to school with him. She said he was good at football, good at chess, and good with the ladies. And uh, yeah, and in two thousand and nine, that'll have been before to... the smack, then, won't it? Mm, no, I think this is yes. That was pre yeah. pre smack, but then they did the did their um did their gig together at the Hackney Empire post smack probably in the middle of the smack actually wow but anyway so if anybody wants to go and listen to her she's rather lovely very dry sense of humor and some of her musical selection it's called Friday 15 and it's on iTunes there you go anyway back to the archers you know what I realized last week and I have thought about this before Lucy um the archers it's fundamentally anniversaries remembrance and rituals isn't it (laughs) it is because on no other because that's that's how you get people together otherwise you just have like you'd have a program made up of 20 minutes of people texting each other and that wouldn't be very interesting would it well you've got a point but that's not the whole point i don't think because there have been long running continuous dramas uh not as old as the archers but let's say cory each year they don't say right um this is this is emily emily bishop's long gone uh rita they don't say this is rita's birthday september the 13th do they yeah don't no this is the only continuous drama where every year Everybody, just about every, the older characters anyway, not necessarily the younger ones, their birth dates actually do get yeah. honoured. Yes. <laughs> you know, and then stir it, stir it up Sunday. Come on, Not please. stir it up, stir up Whatever. Sunday. Oh, I was thinking of Bob Marley, ain't I? <laughs> his 1973 uh, reggae hit, stir it up. Uh, but anyway, but yeah. Christmas mm? Sorry? That wasn't about Christmas puddings though, was no, it? No, it wasn't. No. No. I think he's just talking about, you know, the mood, the vibe. Oh. Yeah, because he goes, little darling. It's been a long time since I've got you on my mind. Yeah, he's just on about sex, basically. I think he just wants to, uh, to you know, to turn the temperature up. No, it's not about Christmas puddings and uh, no. getting alcohol into no raisins. Point. Did he mention dried fruit, I noticed, throughout the whole thing? <laughs> I'm sure if you went through Bob Marley's back catalogue, there's probably something about dried banana skins in there somewhere there's got to be he did a lot of <laughs> tunes he did a lot of tunes but, but yeah but see but you know this is something which is unique to the archers though isn't it yep yeah it is actually i hadn't thought of that you know i mean we... the traditional things like you know harvest festival christmas easter blah, 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 that's that's all fairly standard for a country drama because a lot of things hmm. do a lot of country life does revolve around stuff like that but the birthdays yeah you're right yeah, and anniversary and all that. Yeah, and again, and I just thought Eddie and Clary and their and their thirty mm. fifth wedding anniversary. You know me, I'm a big softy, so I just loved it. But I couldn't did they tell. Bournemouth or Barmouth? Hmm? Did they go to Bournemouth or Barmouth? I wasn't sure to be honest with and you. And Bournemouth is in obviously the south of England. Mm. I don't know, Luce. It might have been easier for them to get to... If they're near Birmingham, it would only have been about two and a half hours for them to get to Barmouth. It would have been probably three well, hours to, to Bournemouth. 
I don't know why I'm worrying, to be honest. I don't care where they went. They seemed to have a nice time, didn't they? They, Well, they had a a lovely time. And I just thought it would just pay kind of pitch perfect, really. But then again, I'm a sentimental old fart. It would make sense if they went to North Wales, because back in the day, um, Rill was the holiday destination of of Brummies back in the day. So you you did go to North Wales. All the Liverpudlians went to Snowdonia. Did they? I thought Liverpoolians yep. also went to Real as well. Because Snowdonia isn't by the sea, is it? No, but um, uh, well, where I mean, uh, Conway, Carnarvon, um, and all around there on the North Wales coast. Um, oh. Aberyst with lots and lots of liver. I think it was the factory. Uh, what was it called? The factory fortnight when all the factories had a, had a, they all had the holiday at the same time. The factory was shut down and there was a fortnight where everybody went somewhere and lots and lots of people from liverpool and and birmingham went to to north wales coast i went there in 1984 with me me mum and dad where to real ah yeah did you go to the sun center i can't remember and swim in the in the swimming pool with the wave machine no no but what i did do it i think it's probably the first time i could actually go to a bar and uh you know without my dad in other words i wasn't you know i was a kid but i wasn't a kid type of thing yeah and me and me me and my older brother went went to a couple of bars and this ridiculously attractive woman loose come up to me and we were chatting i don't know what the hell to say or do i'm like 15 and she was like 21 <laughs> and she ended it by saying she's gonna go skinny dipping do you want to go oh. and i went i said i think i need to go home now <laughs> 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 Lucy, I've regretted that every day of my life. I've done a I've bit got of panic. <laughs> <laughs> I got out there with brother like punch me. What's the matter with you? <laughs> <laughs> Happy days in real. <laughs> yeah, it was the year of Frankie goes to Hollywood and relax. I'm supposed to talk to adults, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she was so lovely. Oh, God. What the hell is she doing talking to a little spotty 15-year-old boy like me? Heaven only knows. But anyway, um, shall we go to the caller in? Brave woman if she's going skinny dipping in real. <gasps> Listen, I know. I Honestly, know. Royfield, if you had gone in, they'd have retracted and you'd never have found them again. <laughs> 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 they'd, be up, they'd be mistaken for your tonsils that have gone so far inside. Right. Now we've uh, finished talking about my shrunken gonads. Shall we go and listen to the caller in us? That they've got yeah, to say not at all shrunken gonads can we just say because they seem to be <laughs> well, at no point did we just dismiss yokel bear as a shrunken gonads can we Ooh, just clear? i tell you what talking about shrunken gonads right yeah i've got to say thank you to somebody really because okay I, I really do um matt helen o'neill sent me a most excellent link from marvelous maps um, now she's using my hashtag, which I have invented all by myself with my very own brain, called hashtag map porn. And Lucy, mm-hmm. it's it's a map of the world, but guess what it has? Uh, Rude place names, and they're all no. real. They're all real. Every last one of them. All it, here's here's one for you. Guess where guess where Bum Bum Island is? <laughs> <laughs> Malaysia is the answer, right? <laughs> Yeah. Now, you can visit two towns called Ars in Indonesia. Norped in Antarctica. It's all there. So, um, Helen, what, uh, what a genius find. 
and yes so marvelousmaps.com i that think that'd be the ideal christmas present for somebody i am i'm getting that for phil he'd love that mm-hmm. there's a place called wind passing in 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 austria <laughs> 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 don't worry folks um, if you can't be fussed uh, to think of the uh, to, to, you know, to, to write down this URL it will be on our Facebook and on our Twitter feed because oh. we are children like that we are children like that so thank you Helen O'Neill or we like this Shitten Creek Shitten Creek <laughs> that's in Oregon or we like this <laughs> sorry I can't stop looking at this now it's incredible no, oh, we, we, great. It, Sorry. It, it There's is, bollock in the Philippines. Yes. Fanny Mountain in in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now, we oh. are, Lucy, yes. we need to compose Sorry. ourselves and actually yes. remember that we <clears throat> do have an august duty to perform, which is Cornerinners. Hello, Ambridge 3962. Yes, Yokel Bear. Sh- Lake. Hello, Dumpty Dum, it's Yokel Bear here calling from the, what, it's been quite damp, uh, hills of Yokelshire. It's been quite damp this week down here. I'm bored, 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 boredity bored, and I'll tell you what I'm bored with, bored with Rob. Bored with that whole post-trial Rob storyline. Um, there's two reasons. One, I think, probably unintentionally, but I think the scripts are making his character change from a really horrific abuser into more of a two-dimensional pantomime character. I mean, just some of the... The, the just kind of... The the unrelenting kind of... <laughs> I'm just going to be evil. Just not coming... Ac- it's coming across like a pantomime character now. It's one step away from kind of, you know... Ooh, he's behind you. Um, the other thing is, is that I don't think it's very real. This is a small rural community. And believe me, I know small rural communities. Um... He would have got run out of town. There's no way there would have been all this kind of uptight kind of, oh, well, we can't say anything. Oh, well, just ignore him. Um, no, he wouldn't have got served in the pub. And probably somebody would have had a quiet word with him saying, look, mate, if you want to keep your legs, you might want to move on. Um, so it just doesn't feel real to me. And I, I'm worried that he's just turned into a pantomime character. So I wish it would just end. I wish they'd just find a way that they can just get rid of him. I mean, God, I mean, look at other soaps. They've done, you know, things to get rid of people. Hey, what about Dynasty? Didn't they have Fallon? That's Fallon from Dynasty, not Fallon from Ambridge. Um, Didn't they have her abducted by aliens? Maybe that's what could happen here. Um, You know, why not, eh? Um, So, no, I'm just bored with it. It just doesn't feel real. And to be honest with you, it's just really annoying me now. He's annoying me. The, The plot line's annoy me please script writers end it soon okay that's me done bye i agree hello william wants oh you want some more paper it's okay we'll let you shout don't worry <laughs> noises off from william squeaky door um 
I agree. But yes, he's not behaving true to form at the minute. And I also think that you're right. He wouldn't. Two things are wrong. I agree. He would have been beaten up before. He would have been beaten up by anybody that had anything to do with Helen. So Tom would have pushed his face in. And um, uh, probably Eddie Grundy would after he'd. um, Sorry, Edward would. Ed. Blimey, that's difficult. Ed Grundy would have punched rob after rob had a go at emma Emma, yeah yeah what didn't make sense was he had remember ed actually the week afterwards uh was with him in the pub and rob wanted to buy him a drink and ed didn't even say you know what you got a fucking cheek because the way they spoke to my wife last week just got all uncomfortable and went oh no it's all right yeah yeah no that's rubbish i mean i know that ed has to I suppose you could say his his sort of financial security is in Rob's hands in terms of the estate work. But Ed is a is a passionate bloke. When he when he loses it, he really does. I mean, he's happy to kind of you know half kill his own brother. So he's not gonna he's not gonna pause to have a go at somebody who's who's um an employer. And he just yeah that that's Aaron's nonsense. And and I um, think that's been thrown into sharp relief really because tony did visit lillian this week didn't he and and actually yeah. talk about the fact that uh that tony knows that lillian's having an affair with justin but mm. that actually justin's an ass why the hell did he in, in, uh, did yeah. he employ rob yeah you know yeah. he raped yeah. and abused his daughter yeah um and also, I don't think that when that horrible, horrible scene when Rob was holding little Giddy Jack in the tea room and Giddy Jack was screaming his head off and Rob was just completely seemed to be oblivious. Not Rob. I don't think Rob would be oblivious. But when narcissists, when children don't like them or babies don't like them or 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 people don't like them, they say it. they they. They never think the fault is with them. They will look around for someone else to blame. And he would have said, um, Helen's doing something to him. Helen is Helen is is making him uncomfortable. She's feeding him too much. She's not feeding him enough. She's upsetting him. He's because he's got a hysterical mother. That's why he's not very happy. He, she's, he's got a neurotic mother, blah, blah, blah. Um, he wouldn't just completely ignore it because narcissistic people like to feel that everybody is happy when they're with them because that's how they know that they've got control of the situation. Mm. You come to that conclusion because of the um, rather excellent psychologist report. Uh, what conclusion? And I more can understand your conclusions as to narcissistic personality disorder because that's literally verbatim what was said in that report. And everyone yeah, well, was like yeah, no, saying, we've been saying for ages, haven't we, that he's had Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now it's been backed up by, you know, yes, I think Kerry Bill. Davis oh. has obviously been listening yeah. to you on this very oh, yes, said same podcast. Haven't you, Kerry? <laughs> 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 I don't think it's that way round, actually. Um, but yes, no, it was uh, very good to, to, to hear that the psychologist wasn't taken in by him for a second and entirely predictable uh, that Rob would dismiss it completely one of the uh amusing things that gets people with narcissistic personality one of the the, the supposed in the psychological literature one of the psychiatric psychiatric literature they say um antidepressants work on them occasionally because they stop the anxiety which is part of the a contributory factor but also um group therapy 
And can you imagine really? a group of exactly? Can you imagine a group of narcissistic personality disorder people all sitting in a room together arguing, <laughs> trying to dominate and telling each other that the other one was is stupid and you know what they all ought to do is this? You know, it's very funny. But yes, I cannot imagine that that works for a second. But there we go. Is that what Trump needs? Oh God, let's not even go into what Trump needs. Mm. Um, we've got to go and do Christine the Globe Trotter now. Oh yes, please. Bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle, bicycle, bicycle. I want to ride my bicycle. I want to ride my bike. Hello, Royfield. Hello, Lucy. Hello, all fellow Dumpty Dummers. This is. Christine calling in again. I spoke to you a few weeks ago about my husband who I discovered had been secretly listening to the Archers for over 10 years. Lucy expressed surprise about how he could possibly have done that. Well, he started listening when he was travelling home from work in the evening, so he would listen on his own in the car between 7 and 7.15, and then amazingly they invented these wonderful things called podcasts, which meant he could download them and listen to them wherever I wasn't around, so I had no idea he was listening. And he did just come and tell me that he had been a secret listener with all the excitement of Rob stabbing, so that we could actually talk about what was going on in the Archers. As for our trip, we set off in April 2015 heading east across Europe got as far as uh, Belgrade in Serbia where I fell off broke my arm and had to go back home for five months to recover and get fit enough to set off again we then flew to New Zealand where it was somewhat warmer than Eastern Europe would have been in November spent three months cycling in New Zealand two months cycling from Sydney to Melbourne and Australia two months cycling around Japan and then flew to Berlin and spent a few weeks cycling back to the UK from Berlin. We had a few weeks doing family things in the UK and that's where I spoke to you from before. Since then we've cruised across the Atlantic with our bikes to Florida and are now heading up the Florida coast and we're now going to turn eastwards and head towards Houston in Texas. We only have intermittent Wi-Fi but we're managing to keep up with the archers as we go and I'm restricting myself to one episode a day so having missed a few cruising across the Atlantic I'm a little way behind but I'm thoroughly enjoying it at the moment. Anyway, greetings to you all. Um, Follow us if you can. We are at christineandstephen.co.uk. Thank you. Bye. So she's explained how her husband was a secret listener of of a decade. Um, I like the fact that it was Rob stabbing. That you was just can't too have a marriage. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Based <laughs> not on based such on deceit, Surely. can you? <laughs> Hiding such major things. Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm worried about your marriage, Christine. Perfect truth. I'm Look, I think if they've managed to cycle around Japan together, I'm not sure the Archers is going to split them up. That's true. She did bust her arm as well, and they're, they're, you know, into the yeah, into the that must have been a really bad break if she was off for five months. Where was it? She fell off. I can't remember. I don't know. Oh, in uh, Eastern Europe somewhere, wasn't it? And I then think she got if we look at our rude map for a suitable comic answer. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Houston next. Excellent. Well, good luck with that. Um, and, th- and and I'm very impressed at your uh, dedication to listening a little bit every day. Uh, Wait a minute. Yeah. She's off to Houston. Yes. Houston? Really? Yes. Uh, you know what, Luce? This is the reason why Tractor is such a great idea. Because we've got, guess how many in our little Houston cluster? Yeah, well, I'll tell you two. Uh, two, uh, two. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, two. Two? We, yeah. Okay. Heidi Miller and Andrea Melling. So, they could actually hook up. So, ah. I suggest, Christine, what you and your hubby do, right, and hopefully you listen to this before you get to Houston, right, is you go onto the Twitters and, and, and go message them, and they can hook up, and you know what they can all do? A dumb dum together. together. Yes, because we've run out, so hurry up. Get yes. peddling, Christine. Faster, faster. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. You've got to get there now. by next week. Come on, chop, chop. Uh, is it time for our next caller who I violently disagree with? <laughs> it is. Great. <laughs> you made me spit my tea out then. <laughs> hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. Mercy. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, Millie Bell, and all Dumpty Dummers around the world. Witherspoon and Angus Haggis here, wishing everybody a happy Thanksgiving. Maybe it was all that Grundy turkey mixed with the Fairbrother gin, but my head is spinning with all the odd choices the scriptwriters have been making of late. The week started out on track with the psychologist's report on Rob. Without going into detail, the young doctor's summary seemed to be right on target, and judges in custody cases almost always take and use them at face value. After all, the psychologist is the expert. Sorry to inform you of that, Rob. Then Rob tries to blackmail Lillian, or was it Justin, on the evidence of a scarf? Why didn't Lillian just go to Justin and tell him what was going on and get Rob in hot water? And she continued to be panicked and morose in equal doses the rest of the week. Not very Lillian-like. So is the Lillian-Justin relationship in trouble? Will it soon be time for Lucy and I and others to say, I told you so, to Royfield? It was never a good idea for Lillian to get involved with Justin. And after last week's accurate analysis of Justin by Royfield, perhaps he will finally agree as well. 
Next, Brian and Adam, as has been noted, why the sudden turn from Brian being lukewarmly supportive of Adam's endeavor to being hostile? It doesn't make sense, but I guess we're returning to old conflict-ridden territory between the two. And Pip, you're not going to get the support you need from your, oh, where am I? I guess I am in a bar, boyfriend. Speaking of the topster, are we really supposed to believe that he can suddenly conjure up a successful business from a homemade still? Fortunately, Toby and Pip got some home truths from David at the end of the week, especially when he advised the pair to read the law regarding said homemade stills. And Pip did express some surprise upon hearing that news. I think we're seeing some fraying of the strands that bind that lust-filled relationship. Does that mean another I told you so for Royfield from Lucy? We don't want to get our friend Royfield on the defensive, so it's best to end now. Talk to you all soon. Hmm. Yes. Why do you violently disagree with Witherspoon? Just because he said that you got it wrong. (laughs) No, I haven't got it wrong at all. Now, far be it from me, Mr. Witherspoon, uh, to pull you up on the detail of actually what I said. I never once said that Toby was right for Pip. I said Toby is in love with Pip. And I also qualified it. Is he? No, no, he is. No, 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 he is. And I also said he is. I says in Toby's world, in Toby's world, how he understands love, he is. The definition of Toby being committed to somebody is the fact he's not fooling around with anybody else. And Toby's not. Toby is an ass. I've always said that. However... Is Toby good for Pip? No, never said that he was. All I said was, vis-a-vis him and commitment, he's committed to Pip in terms of he's not falling around. Is he committed to her financially? No. You know, is he committed to her emotionally? Probably not, because he can only think of himself. However, in terms of fidelity, as far as Toby's concerned, he's in love because he's not shagging anybody else. Now, that's number one. Number two. Just uh, Justin and uh, my Lillian. Now, I will concede half a point here, Mr. Witherspoon, because I very clearly said, let Lillian have her fun. Justin um, is well, she's obviously... she's it and it didn't last very long. Well, well, just and that Justin is into her. Now, I think we all realise now that Justin is an evil, manipulative bastard. And he's got one... And basically, him being with Lillian is to have the good grace and the inside track on the village and have Lillian to do all of his PR for him. And then, with the other hand, he has the most evil uh, git in the village to be the blunt hand of his evilness. You know, so I will concede I was hoodwinked there, but I think we all were, really, with all due respect. So I can't have you go no 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 about that because I think half of that no 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 half of that finger wagging that people were doing about our Lillian was the fact that you know it was Justin and his extramarital goings on which I just thought you know what maybe I'm just a libertine or something I just thought you know what doesn't matter let them have their fun because he obviously has some in inverted commas relationship with his with his missus back down in london or wherever the hell she's supposed to live i can't remember however yes i will concede 
that Justin Elliott and Lillian is not a great idea and Lillian needs to um, extricate herself out of that as soon as possible. However, he's going to dangle money, frocks, uh, meals and all sorts in front of her to keep her on side for the time being and she's going to have some massive conflict uh, sometime soon when she realises actually what's going on. So there you go. Uh, I was a bit wrong about that. Well, but weren't we all? However, I still write about Pip and Toby. Toby's always been an arse. Hmm. So there. Well, I can't argue with that, although I'd like to. <laughs> well, you can argue. You just, 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 you'd just probably just be wrong, though. No. He doesn't. He does not have any affection for Pip whatsoever. He, he needs somewhere to stay. He's vaguely interested. She's, as I said in the monologue, she's a cash machine with a fanny. Uh, she puts up with him. He's kind of been stung a bit by her family. You are arguing, of him. aren't you? You just says you can't argue with that, and then you yeah, well, you said, well, argue. I could, so I am. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, he doesn't. He would drop her like a hot potato if somebody more interesting came along. Which is I what will happen it... shortly. Something quite interesting. Did you did you notice kind of a few little um, kind of uh, little Rob traits there? Go on. I mean, For nowhere example. near. We're not three days into Rob at all, but mm. a few little little bastardy traits like. Oh, don't worry, it will all be... Just belittling her distress about the herbal lays being cancelled, the Bob Grace mm. being cancelled and all that. Oh, you're just getting hysterical. Well, don't no, worry. He, he's yeah. incredibly self-centred and he can't think of, um, you know, the world outside of him. But with all, with all due respect, and I can't remember who said it last week, right, and then there is some chatter about this on the Dumpty Dum forum, which you can go to by going to dumptydum.com forward slash forum, everybody. Um, <laughs> but what's the difference fundamentally between Linda and Rob? Because Linda is a is a bully. Yeah. So, and, and I think my point of bringing that up is to say that if you look hard enough, I think you can see various elements uh, of Rob in just about everybody to a very small degree. The fact of the matter is, is that that narcissistic personality disorder is a whole kind of compendium of kind of character traits, isn't it? You know, yeah. and fundamentally, we're all on a spectrum. It's just that we're, most of us are to the healthy side of that spectrum for, for, for the most part. But anyway, so mm, I don't I wouldn't. Toby's not a sociopath in the way that Rob is, you know. However, what he is, is somewhat of a blunderbuss. And he thinks because I am a good guy that and he, and he genuinely believes that that um, he can mm. do no harm. And so he doesn't realise mm. the damage that he does to people and he doesn't realise how much he actually takes advantage of them as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. This isn't, I don't think that he's saying, right, I've got nowhere to stop. I need to be, be there with Pip. However, his actions lead, would lead anyone to that conclusion because, in effect, that's actually what's happening. But, it, but, it, but it, you know, it's not a thought-out plan in that regard. It's a case of he's found somebody he actually quite likes. So it's them. not calculated, it's just No, kind it's of... not calculated, but he's, yeah. uh, you know, unwittingly, he's using... Uh, the whole, well, I'm going into business now uh, because he doesn't have to worry about rent. 
So he's, he doesn't have yeah. um, a financial outlay. So it's a well, he does of, now, doesn't he? Now David's chucked him out. Well, and this is a thing, right? Now, Luce, we know that the man's an ass. Didn't you think that's yeah. a little bit OTT of David, the way that he... But David he does in. get carried away with things. He does say stupid things. And the, the, the trouble is, what he's doing hmm. is he's backing her into a corner and she's not going to be able to say... With with I think you've got to give somebody a way out, haven't you? A graceful way out. And if you shut that graceful way out to them, then they just get more and more defensive and they dig in harder. And he's now she'll go and move in with him somewhere else. He's hoping that she's going to make the sensible decision and, you know, choose family over uh, Toby, that because of the way he's treating her and this kind of Victorian dad roaring in, shouting the, you know, bashing the door and shouting the odds, she's just going to push back and actually go. He's driving her more into Toby than the other way around. Mm. Well, I think the way that they've set this up um, is great because even though she she's very obviously having those doubts about Toby, she still actually does. Uh, you know, she's still in love with the guy at, at the same time. So, yes, I think... I'm not even sure she's in love with him. I think she's just stubborn. And I think she won't give in now and admit that she's made a mistake. Because mm. she's had to be humiliated so often. You know, she got this massive humili- public humiliation with Jude, who everybody could see was an absolute twat. And, <laughs> you know, everybody in the world said to her, for God's Get rid of him, he's awful, you know. Loose, loose. Yeah. I well, think you need to remind our newer listeners about the whole uh, Pip and Jude thing. How did uh, Jude up? was, um, he was her lecturer, wasn't he? Mm. And he was a lot older than her. He was sort of de- around, not as old as, de- it was sort of about sort of 30s or something. Um, he had a very... Uh, busy life without her and just kind of used her as a sort of a, a hanger on every time he felt like it. Um, and I can't remember how it ended up. He, he, that, that did he was just cold, leave her? You, you know, when I said to you, can you just remind everybody how they, how they ended up? Because you could remember. remember. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, how did, I just remember the huge surge of relief because when he finally no. cleared off. Cosmo, we, we we need Cosmo on this one. That or a good Google search uh, will, will tell us. But feel free, uh, somebody, next week to, to call in and remind us exactly how Jude exited stage left from, from, the, from the arches, please. You're looking now, aren't you? Um, I, found, I am, I am, I am. It's coming up now. Hang on. Hold the line, caller. Da, 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 da. Oh, that's right. Yes, he said that he wanted to uh, go on a tour of Europe with her and that she was going to go with him, wasn't she? She was going to chuck in, do a gap year, go around Europe with him. Oh, no, it'll be really, really great, Dad. I'll get to go to lots of different places, blah, blah, blah. And then um, he he just sort of uh, went without her. Uh, she rang him and found out that she was already at the airport. That he was already yes. at the airport. He just went. Now I remember. And then yes. she realised what a knob he was. Uh, but it was Auntie Elizabeth who sorted her out because a very similar thing had happened to um, Auntie Elizabeth um, 
uh, with her with ex-boyfriend Fraser. No, the Canadian was Simon, who was going out with, who was married to Debbie Aldridge. Crumbs. The good old days of the archers, eh? I know all these people. Mm. These people. Yes, so he, where, he wasn't were we? at all. He, but he was richer than her. He uh, was very well she, off. She, and she he had was... a boyfriend at uni- at college, though. That that's who we're getting him mixed up with, aren't we? Then there was the other guy who she went out with at college. No, there was the one who who owned a farm near um near her, and that was Spencer. And that also seemed that to be going quite well. It. And then she decided he was a bit sort of boring, I think. So that, that sort it. of fizzled out. Um, there was a disaster with Jude. Then there was Spencer. Then there was um, Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. Uh, who was very nice, but sort of propinquity. Didn't, it didn't sort of work out. So, you know, uh, but because of all the sticks she got over Jude and because she's always, she doesn't take, she doesn't take constructive criticism very well, does she? She can't, with any criticism, really. She kind of flies into, no, 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 I am right, I am right, about anything, whether it's a new idea she's had for the business or defending her friends or her decision or whatever. Um, and, uh, yes, I think they've just absolutely backed her into a corner with this Toby business. She's trying to prove, look, I can hang on to a bloke. Um, and... Uh, yeah and 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 if david keeps doing things like he's doing he's just going to absolutely he's going to force her into a situation where she is moving in with toby somewhere else playing paying rent for both of them and supporting him when actually in her heart of heart she doesn't want to she's just too proud to say i've cocked this up and i've made a terrible mistake Hmm. but rex will rescue her anyway I do hope not. <laughs> I, re- I really do hope not. Anyway, so are, are we just about done with with, with this? Book? Yeah, I've just got to do the um the, the we've had emails. two emails. Ooh, yes, smashing. Uh, Miss Bubbles on the Twitters. Um, mm. she's in Sydney. I don't know if she's on our map. But anyway, she's in Sydney. Um, She said, I wanted to comment on the progress of Pip and Toby. Pip appears to be in some sort of denial about what a dick Toby really is. He is exactly as David described, a freeloader who only has time to work on vanity projects. Pip cannot see this. In the first episode of this week, we had Rob's site report read out in between Toby and Pip scenes. Ah, yes. And we saw Toby displaying some of the same characteristics that Rob has. Uh, Pip is certainly the same sort of denial that Helen had early in her relationship with Rob. But that was the same thing, you see family saying oh no 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 you can't you can't be with him because he's married and it drove her more it it pushed her more towards him if they'd all just sort of backed off a bit uh maybe things would have been different but i don't know with helen i think she would have gone there anyway um tony provides no emotional support to pip and just wants her to do things for him uh perhaps helen needs to have a talk with pip yes um i loved the anniversary episode we all needed that and then she ends, Royfield, with the words, mm. as for Lillian and Justin, I said it was a bad idea. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And next person that he mailed in is Lizzie. Mm. She said, no one has mentioned this at all. Uh, I feel I must just ask, did no one else find the fact that the guy on Bonfire Night had the Joker mask for a head funny? I thought this was the village slash scriptwriter's way of burning an effigy of Rob, which I found pretty satisfying. 
maybe you mentioned it and I missed it, but it's been bugging me because I quite enjoyed it. And Nick's explained why they had that odd scene in the pub on Halloween. Uh, wouldn't it be great, by the way, in uh, the uh, Rob and the Panto, wouldn't it be great if instead of the villain being booed, the whole audience turned and booed him out of the hall when he came in? Um, but someone did mention it because um, Johnny said, mm-hmm. our message was brilliant. He really liked it, didn't he? He said, <laughs> I thought, he said, I thought that was really good. I really liked the effigy. Tony, I thought that was funny. So um, he noticed it, but I agree. Not many other people sort of commented on it particularly, mm. but it was definitely noticed, and it was definitely a deliberate thing. Um, yes, that it was definitely that it a was, thing. It was, it was, it was, it was supposed to be Rob. Yeah, mm. right. The end of the tweets. Now it's the part of the show where people just like skip about three skips on their podcast catcher of choice but no we have different messages before we get on to millie bell this week it's the advertisement bit (laughs) in an uncertain world there is always music which can be listened to in good company welcome to friday 15 the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both I did a load of gigs. I was doing a load of gigs and going up to London and I found one gig that I particularly liked doing um, over in um, Shepherd's Bush. And it was in a um, an old, you know those old like toilets that you go downstairs? I know exactly where you mean. It's in Shepherd's Bush Green and you walk down the steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to have a really good comedy night there. See you next week, next Friday, for 15 minutes of chat and 15 minutes of music. Um, we are playing out to Subtract, uh, and this is a fantastic cover of Wildfire by Jenny. G'day everyone, it's uh, been a busy day for me today. I've been making my sweet mincemeat, my sweet vegetarian mincemeat, and uh, I've settled down with a glass of wine and suddenly realised I haven't done my dumpty dum. So I have shot back upstairs and here I am talking to you. Uh, on our forum, uh, the psych report was started by none other than our fabulous Witherspoon. Uh, Janice Pope was asking why she couldn't pin herself on Tractor. And Katie King uh, started a discussion about Sarah Coward, which we'll also talk about in a moment. Uh, on our Facebook page, which is just growing and growing, uh, we talked about who's the baddest of the baddies, Rob, Justin, or maybe even Toby. And it looks as though you all had an opinion on this. Rachel Kennedy said Rob is beyond bad. Justin isn't far behind. Toby is just a twat. But Brian needs to be on the list as he seems quite content to ruin the land for future generations, all in the name of more profit. Good point, Rachel. Uh, Janice Pope said, as it's panto season, the one who would make me jump the most is the audience. If the audience shouted, he's behind you, is Rob. Uh, Sarah Wood says, nobody comes close to Rob in the bad mistake, surely. Just hearing his voice makes my chest tighten even now. Uh, Liz Villalobos, when Toby starts working on the new vet, breaking Pip's heart, he'll be the ultimate bad and nice plot prediction there, Liz. And Martin van der Heuvel, said Dr. Locke, 
the widow stalker is a baddie too. A very quiet one. Those are the worst. A lot more in that vein. So if you'd like to see what others had to say, uh, jump on the Facebook page. We also wondered, would Rob be so brave as to try to blackmail Justin via Lillian? I have to say that storyline is, is doing my head in at the moment. Uh, Julie Atkinson said, yes, he would, but perhaps Lillian and Justin should call his bluff. Lillian works for Justin and she owns the Dower House, so it is perfectly acceptable that she would be there. It's only a scarf. Not like Rob found her knickers on the floor. Front it out, Lillian, and make sure Justin knows that Rob has been sniffing around looking to blackmail them both. Maybe then Justin will give Rob a boot. Uh, Bravery doesn't come into it, says Fiona Siobhan Powell. In Rob's mind, he's justified in whatever he does, and even the oldest oak tree must bend to his will. It won't, though, and nor will Lillian. Well, I hope you're right there. Uh, Connie Nolan says, I hope Lillian does tell Justin about the encounter because if she doesn't, she is feeding Rob's power ego. That man has so many enemies now that the plot is resembling murder on the Orient Express. Angela Rowney said, sorry, I've stopped listening. It's getting too like EastEnders, which I can't stand. There will be bodies under the pub soon. Well, that's something for us all to look forward to. We also took time to discuss um, some plot predictions for Rob. Um, Is he going to be unravelling? Is he getting stronger? Getting ready to do something unspeakable? There are a lot of plot predictions. I'll just read you a couple, but I really encourage you to go and have a look at these on Facebook. Uh, We started with uh, Amy Gilbert says, the end should be Rob getting arrested. Before that happens, I reckon he's going to be pushed to breaking point. I reckon after the next family court hearing... When he realises that he's not going to get custody of either of the boys, that's when he'll be at his most dangerous. Did anyone else find the Rob Allen scene last night just a tad awkward to listen to? I thought, I must say, my personal opinion is, I found Alan was starting to get there and to try to get Rob to see reason, but I also found it very odd that Rob had even gone there, so uh, that confused the hell out of me, I think. Um, Anthony Ogden said, I posted it elsewhere, but I'm rather hoping that Rob will be sacrificed to the no-till farming gods as a result of an agricultural accident when Adam mulches him across the fields with his precious drill. The resulting input will result in a bountiful crop in the new year and Adam's no-till methods will be hailed as a success and all will be well in the archer's world again. Lovely idea. We also uh, went on to discuss... um, more on the uh, Lillian issue because that kept recurring during the week so I encourage you to get on for that and also we have put up a link for the um, to Sarah Coward's smile page I'm sure that Royfield and Lucy are going to talk about this so I won't but um, it's a very sad time for some of us and uh, if you would like to smile you can jump on there and see what Sarah has to say Facebook, till then Guru. Thank you Millie Bell as always, that was tip top and most definitely buttonhole. Uh, Lucy Freeman. Yep. Have you got some awesome tweets for us? I have quite a or few. Just, just, oh, how many of those awesome tweets are middling to awesome? Well, uh, are they I all... think they're awesome. Really? Crumbs, I tell you, I'm mm. bracing myself then. Uh, Rab T Dog um, mm. was described, I think they were described, oh, they were describing Brian. And Rab T Dog described Brian 
as an entitled penis coated in carcinogenic <laughs> pesticide. <laughs> <laughs> just entitled, you got me an entitled penis, really. I mean, that was just great. Um, Sheila Snowden was talking about unresolved storylines. She said, I do wish they would resolve the Stefan storyline while there are still some of us old enough to remember him. <laughs> I agree, Sheila. We're still going to be talking about this in 2070, saying, did they ever find out about the culvert? Um, a son of a migrant had a chat with Toby and, and uh, had a chat with Toby and Pip. They had Pip saying, it's Toby that I want to be with, Toby from afar. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly what's going to happen. Um, and then we had, um, oh, they were talking about the finding the scarf. Um, at the Dower House, and um, Davy Berg oh, said, "What? I forgot about that." But go on, do, do, do the tweet. Yeah, uh, Davy Berg said yes, but Rob found Lillian's scarf stuck in the zip of Justin's flies. <laughs> that made me laugh. Loose, just before yeah. we go on, because I was yeah. going to mention this, and then I don't know. We got talking about rude place names on maps or something or another, or my shrunken gonads. I can't remember, but. I was just dumbfounded. So the whole scarf thing was an utter contrivance so that Rob has something over Lillian. You know, that she's... But why uh, wouldn't Lillian just go straight to Justin and say, this arsehole has found my scarf? Well, what number, you one, do? number one, there's that. But where the heck could Rob have been in the dower house that Lillian could not have legitimately been for him to see that scarf? Did he walk yeah. into their bedroom? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not like you he know, found a G-string stung, slung over the light fitting, was it? Exactly, exactly. Mm. It's a case of it's Lillian's house. Um, Lillian does map, does map, does Justin's PR. She's yeah. every reason underneath the sun to leave yeah. a scarf there. Yeah, no and it's biggie. a scarf. It's yeah. a scarf. It's not like it's anything more exciting. It's not a wonder bra or anything. And you know what? Lillian is a smart woman. She could think on a uh, think on her feet. So I just yeah, she found just the whole thing completely. She, yeah. totally bizarre. Just the way that Tony, who I don't believe can actually think on his feet, went, oh, yeah, yeah, I knew about that, Rob. No big deal. <laughs> right? They got the two characters completely the wrong way around yeah, in terms yeah, of just... Exactly. Lillian would but, have gone, yes, it's my scarf, darling. Why? What? Yeah, mm. exactly. Mm. You know, what is business is it of yours about the fact that I'm at the house yeah. that I own and that Justin is renting from me? But anyway, I just, you know, I know. if somebody can explain that, that to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think Twitter can because there was a lot of tweets about that going, hey, what? If I missed something, everyone was thinking <laughs> they missed something, you know, that there was some vital bits that they'd overlooked. Um, John John 21 has... 
has is the uh, Archer's bookie, which I quite like. He's got next to Fair and Ambridge, Alistair Nuvet, two to one, Dr. Cock, Lizzie and Shula, ten to one, Adam <laughs> slash anyone, nine to four on, and Brian <laughs> slash Jolene, a hundred to one. So place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Nick three 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 and out said, "What odds on new vet slash Roy of the Rotors? There has to be some reason for getting him back out there, wherever there is. Roy of the Rotors, that is genius. I love that. It is. That is very good. Um, uh, the BBC, the Archers feed. Everyone laughed when on Twitter. You can know you can hear Twitter laughing. Well, I can. Um, when uh, they said when um, Alistair said, "Oh, there aren't many burglaries in Ambridge." You think it was. Just you know, it's quite a lot of violent crime, but not that many burglars. <laughs> and uh, CSI Ambridge said, yes, indeed. Some of us are still having sleepless nights about that bunting. Um, and uh, I could never say this. Seared Pontier said, if I were Usha, I would pay the local authority to rename the cottage, although I'd veto done stabbing. <laughs> <laughs> And Christine Adgo wins Tweet of the Week with Pip and Toby move in and call it Blossom Still Cottage. Perfect. Yay. Well done. Very good. Well there done. There we go. Well done. Ooh, you know what? I feel that's been a rather nice dum-dum this week. It has. But it's been a rather hmm. nice week. Well, it's better I than last week. I don't think I'm going to have an um, uh, affair with the vet. It just feel, feels a little bit too signposted. Though yeah. I'm liking her in that I can absolutely tell who she is straight away. Yes, I know. There is no, oh, is that this person or is that that yeah. person? You go, right, that is the Asian Scottish vet. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, folks. Um, Maybe it should be special editions of the archers for when you're really tired. So that they'll and a little voice will cut in, like Susan Ray or something, saying, "The next voice you'll hear will be the vet." And then, <laughs> so that you know what's going on. This one is not Toby; it's Rex. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, John, John, twenty-one. If you're taking bets, I'm uh, twenty quid on uh, Lizzie and Doctor Cock, please. Right. Awesome. Uh... Do we condone betting on this show? I do. I condone most things. Oh, fair enough. It's good to know. Dumdydum.com. Go there. Got a shop. Got a forum. Oh, and pin yourself to Tractor. Now, I know somebody on the forum says they're having some problems pinning themselves to Tractor. Um, I will attend to that message uh, forthwith as soon as I put down my Skype to Lucy. Uh, So go there. It's got awesome stuff on there. And we do have, folks, um, a whole raft of people to thank at the very end of the show because um, it looks like our hacking from Azerbaijan is kind of behind us. Uh, but we're just going to go over the whole list of people who donated to the cause and, and thank you all. But that will be at the very end of the show. Now, people, there are a couple of ways you can help to keep our show on the road. And I know we've got a new Patreon person today, uh, but we'll thank all our Patreons next week. Um, you can donate by hitting uh, the donate button on our website. Or you can go to patreon.com and you can go and donate $2 a show. 
which is probably worth about 50 quid the way the pound's falling. <laughs> uh, but anyway, Brexit, you Brexit is your fault, but whatever. Um, now, folks, remember, there are a couple of ways you can get in contact with us. You can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on our website, or you can call us on 02030313105 to leave us a telephonic message if you can't work the interwebs. On social media, you can find us where we are at Dumbly Dum. Me, I'm at Roy Field. Harriet is at Sandridges. And I am at Lucy V. Freeman. On the Book of Face. You can uh, join in the Dumbly Dum Fum by typing in Dumbly Dum. And uh, Millie Bell is queen of all she surveys over there. Now, uh, Lucy, before we mm-hmm. do the list, uh, have you got anything you'd like to say to our listeners all around the globe? Um workshops no. you're doing any workshops you're oh yes visit- hello listeners around the globe it's a bit short notice on the 1st of december i am doing a presentation training workshop on in king's cross in london um starts at 3 30 and it's i do workshops to help people get over their nerves to help them who project, are you doing that help- for Un- under what um, auspices so to speak auspices um yes. what about clients brand xpr Ooh, you move in um, circles, don't you? <laughs> I go round in circles mostly. Yes, um, <laughs> it's very. Uh, it should be funny. It's relaxed. It's not horrible, and no one's going to be picked on. Um, I, and it I, just teaches to get over your nerves and uses a lot of sort of techniques that stand-up comics use to to uh, hold the stage. So it doesn't matter whether you're nervous about doing a PowerPoint presentation or whether you're somebody that does speeches to great big auditoriums, auditoria, then uh, come along. It doesn't last very long. It's about an hour and a half. And then we're going to go and have a drink afterwards. And uh, and what's what's the damage? It's free. Good grief. That's great value. I know. Then people get... It's generally great value. Is what we're for a bargain, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> now, folks, um, this podcast is fundamentally free, uh, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have a cost. Hey, look at me with me links. Um, as many of you will know, uh, our website was taken down big styly um about six weeks ago now four weeks ago now i can't remember exactly when and um we sent out a plea to you so you could help us to a get the site back up so we could actually pay the techie and b that he could put in place uh the various kind of preventions that so it didn't happen again now we did thank uh about two-thirds of this list uh a few weeks back but because um I'm a bit of an arse. I don't actually still have that list. So uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to go through the whole list of people who have donated in the last, I think, five, six weeks or so. So some of you are getting a second bite of the cherry in terms of thank yous. uh, But we didn't want to forget some of the people that kind of have donated in the last kind of three weeks. So So basically everybody should be thanked at least once, possibly twice. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Now, folks, this list is long, so um, feel free to switch off the podcast when you hear your name. Just uh, you know, zone out. All right. So, ready, Lucy? Yep. Magic at Mungo's. Victoria Cole. Alison Johnson. Amy Louise Gilbert. Amy Hamilton. Andy Bent. Angel Lauder. Anne Charles. Amy Ross. 
Barbara Wiseman. Andrew White. Are you going slow on purpose? <laughs> you're going slow. I think you're going slow. I'm not! Bronwyn Wood. Cam Chalmers. Candida Beeching. Catherine Kavanagh. Chloe Sastry. Susan Greblow. Christopher Reynolds. Claire Howard. Catherine Jones. Claire Steep. J.H. Bennett. <laughs> D.D. Midders. Diane Stokes. Douglas Font. Felicity Ann Hope. Geeta Beecroft. Glenn Alderman. Glyn Fuller Love. Sarah Harding. Claire Asprey. Helen Palmer. Ian Gillespie. Angela Barnes. Jacqueline Berto. James Moores. Janice Pope. Jean Rose. Jahani Dewar. Jill Abrams. Jim Irving. Jim Pickering. Joanne Smith. Joe DeBank. Morgan Johnson. Jelly. Shokolinsky Dwyer. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm now doing the red ones. I'm, I'm now doing the black ones for some reason. Jonathan Burrs. <laughs> Jennifer Reber. Patricia Doob. Carl Asriel. Kate Unwin. Kathleen Anstey. Lorelai. Lainey Beavers. Leslie Greaves. David Bahar. Maggie Wood. Amanda Hart. Mary Gillespie. Uh, Jan Mitchell. Nancy Dickey. Talia Loeffler. Who, who hails from Austria. It's called Long to Unpacked Map. Nigel Massey. Simon Pilgrim. Paul Cook. Pam Shank. Quentin Bennett. Rachel, Rachel Kennedy. Rachel Tolhurst. Robert Wilson. Wilson. Rose Mario. RJ, RJ Taylor. Taylor. Rosie Dearest. Ruby Nation. Nation. Ruth Frost. Sarah Woods. Sarah Woods. Sarah Bailey. Sarah Gleason. Sarah Holland. Sarah Hyde. Sarah Passingham. Sarah, Sarah Evans. Evans. Scott Matthewman. Sheila Snowden. Snowden. Sheila Humphreys. Jessica Gazelle. Stephen Fahey. P.M. Stanworth. Suzanne Young. Tracy Shevin. Valerie Bayliss. Claire Wayman. Will Power. And <laughs> Will Laura S. Hurrah! Thank you very much. That's been awesome. I enjoyed that this week. Good. Well done. Okay. How many people?